that's where a lot of businesses and in the nonprofit world I would highlight fall short sometimes is that they're so committed and so dedicated cause and that's that's what it's all about and that's so important but to accompany that you want people to know mm-hmm. and you want to get the word out yeah. and it takes networking it takes fundraiser events it takes digital marketing it takes traditional marketing it takes so many moving parts hey everybody welcome back to the mind your own business podcast i'm your host steven sterick today we've got josh with us josh runs a nonprofit organization here in ventura california uh, and beyond and we're really happy to have josh here on the show today i've got co-host tom mclean as well yeah i'm stoked to be here josh is a really good buddy of mine and uh he's doing some amazing things for turning point so i'm glad that you're bringing him in yeah i'm excited i i know that uh today's going to be a cool episode we've spent quite a bit of time here uh in the 444 clubhouse prior to recording this show and so i'm pretty excited to uh to hang out josh has shown us all kinds of cool stuff including some MetaQuest vr goggles which uh ties really tight into what we're doing with ai and stuff like that but uh, Josh, why don't you give us a little bit of background on uh, on where you came from and, and what you did and kind of where we are today and where we're going in the future. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a treat. Yeah, that was fun. We were playing with the new MetaQuest 3, yeah. which is this augmented reality meets VR, and uh, it's, it's a great tool, and it could be used for so many things that you guys experienced. I think it'll be the next generation of digital marketing and definitely combined with AI technology. It's uh, pretty powerful. So that was fun. Right on. It has all directions, too. Like we had I had the nostalgia of going to my childhood home and then I got to go on to Lord Vader's or somebody's spaceship and I get to visit Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. All within a matter of minutes. Yeah. You could do almost anything with these. And the technology is just getting that much more advanced, you know, every every year uh so yeah it's gonna be fun to see where it all ends up and where it goes yeah it was really unbelievable for sure yeah you too i'm glad you all tried it it's good stuff so i'm gonna i'll just basically go over uh you know some of the more recent past my you know i've been in ventura county i've lived out here for about gosh almost 15 years now and uh had a lot of fun out here working with fillmore western railroad as the director over there for almost seven years mm-hmm. and then moving on um now that there isn't a Fillmore and western moving on into getting to work for a wonderful nonprofit that's been around for about 35 years in this county wow. called turning point mm-hmm. foundation and they basically help folks dealing with mental illness with homelessness mm-hmm. with substance abuse mm-hmm. and when i say somebody i'm talking about folks that are 18 years and older primarily adults, young adults, middle-aged adults, elderly folks, uh, uh, veterans, Mm -hmm. um, anyone we can help. Mm -hmm. And this nonprofit has grown now to 11 locations in three different cities and 13 programs in total. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The three cities are Ventura, Uh are Oxnard, and Camarillo. Great. And the locations vary from wellness centers to housing to an emergency shelter to even a two-acre nursery where people can go through horticultural therapy as part of their recovery that's really cool yeah so there's so many ways we can provide help we have even a dedicated house to uh for veterans wow where we have about um, i believe 14 beds wow and staffed fully staffed with uh, uh program managers peer support specialists. In fact, one thing I really like to highlight, I like to tell folks about, it's kind of a hidden gem in this part of the county, is we have a location called the Oxnard Wellness Center. Mm -hmm. It's where the Centerpoint Mall is. It's beautiful inside, it's huge. It's behind the Walmart. It practically feels like the size of one. Uh, And it's where anybody can walk in during the day and get help if they're having a tough time. That's incredible. And the beauty of it, it's no cost, no insurance needed, and you don't need to be referred to go there. That's incredible. It is. Yeah, because as we know, our healthcare system isn't the most efficient thing in the world. And so having 
a resource like that is unbelievable for anybody from any walk of life. What's just so incredible is anyone can walk in who needs help at any time the doors are open during the week. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a day program. Yeah. And it has a full calendar of activities. They have food for folks. It has a full kitchen. They have the peer support specialist there. We have a program manager there. There's, it's, it, it gives people time to sit down and talk with each other mm -hmm. and have that interaction, yeah. which is all part of what helps when you're going through a tough time to uh, that road to, to recovery. It's, it's part of the rehabilitation process. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to see. So I stress that. I hope any of your listeners who think that there's nowhere to go or nowhere exists like that. Yeah. It does. And that's where I recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think if people are struggling, no matter where they are in the country, it's good to know that there are resources out there like this for people to get access to help. Yeah. And I know that this is just one small component of the entire country that has all of these different types of centers in every major metro. Um, and smaller towns too. People don't know about them though and they need to search them out. Of course, for Turning Point Foundation, like you have a website and you have community outreach and you guys do a lot of uh, fundraisers mm -hmm. and things like that to get the word out there because I think that's one of the most important parts of this thing is getting people to know that you exist. You touched on a very hot topic when it comes to these things. Mm. That was a great point you just brought up and made. Interesting example, and I'll use Turning Point. I've been with them for a year now, and I'm honored to be there. It's such a great fit, and these are such dedicated and committed people that have now grown to over 100 staff Wow! Uh, to, to manage all of this. Wow. And interesting how many people, 35 years, as I mentioned, have never heard of Turning Point Foundation. Wow. And this is such an important cause, and this is such a well-run nonprofit that literally doesn't just talk the talk, but walks the walk. Mm. They execute yeah. and they help over 3,000 people a year. Wow. And that's where it's so important that awareness and exposure are a key ingredient. Mm -hmm. Marketing yeah. plays a part in all of this. Yeah. And that's where a lot of businesses, and in the nonprofit world, I would highlight, mm -hmm. fall short sometimes, is that they're so committed and so dedicated cause and that's that's what it's all about, and that's so important. But to accompany that, you want people to know, mm -hmm. and you want to get the word out. Yeah. And it takes networking, it takes fundraiser events, it takes digital marketing, it takes traditional marketing, it takes so many moving parts that when you can start to become effective in, in all of them and harmonize them and bring in all the things you want people to know what you're about, what your business is about into one microcosm mm -hmm. and run with it mm -hmm. and use strategy, effective tools, new technologies yeah. and come full circle with all that. Now you're going to start seeing what they call ROI. Mm -hmm. You're going to see return on your investment. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't always have to be a large investment. In fact, you can do it on a breadcrumb budget mm. if you do it right and you're very strategic about how you do that. And a lot of it is just people. Yeah, It's just going out there and, and meeting people and talking to people and networking and relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Play a huge part and being able to be, you know, uh, I mean this in a good way, being a good storyteller. Yeah. You know, and also showing results, testimonials, how you've helped in, in this case change people's lives or made a difference in their life. Another thing too that I think is really important and one of the reasons why I think you're a perfect guest for this type of a podcast, your typical fundraiser doesn't have to be the same old boring stuff that you see. It doesn't have to be a car wash. It doesn't have to be candy bar sale. It yeah. doesn't have to be the same <laughs> stuff over and over again. Josh is really super creative when it comes to these fundraisers. Yeah. And in some of the ways that he's brought money into Turning Point, I think he really enjoys it because he gets to exercise that creative gene. That makes you feel fulfillment when you're taking something that was nothing and like creating it. And th that Bard Mansion event that he put together, like that's yeah. something that it took vision and having to, to tell a lot of people how this vision works and get them to show up. And he yeah. knocked it out of the park. Go ahead and tell everybody, you know, what the Bard Mansion event was, and then how did it go? Sure, sure. Well, thanks for bringing that up, Big T. That is awesome. Thank you for mentioning, you know, sure. wanting to talk more about it. Yeah. Uh, I just got to preface this by saying that Big Tom, 
played a huge part in that event. It's people like him that help support these things that really bring them to life, that help bring the magic of what it takes to yeah. make it happen and show people a good time that's memorable yeah. and raise money in the process. Mm -hmm. I just want to say he was the late night comedy mm -hmm. part of that evening uh, at the mansion and he came before and stayed through it and even after till gosh it had to been midnight with getting everything out of the mansion because we had staged it with a lot of props and a lot of fun things for people to to see as they explored it which was one part of it and and i was ready to just come back the next day because i was exhausted and this guy he goes up to the the attic of the mansion which we actually opened up for people to see and brings all the stuff down and it's like we're getting it all in the u-haul we will get it done tonight. And I couldn't have done it without him. That's awesome. And it's that kind of person yeah. that you don't find every day. So I give you a lot of credit for that, man. Way to go, Big Tom. When you see somebody doing that much work, you want to take a little bit off of their shoulders. It's more about trying to make sure that you're not doing it all. It's the, your leadership by example. See people that show up for their events. That's what they usually do. Josh is there. I think he went two nights without sleep before this event, at or at least pretty close to no sleep yeah. and then he's there and he's the last person there tearing down how tall was the skeleton 12 feet he had a 12 foot skeleton <laughs> out front all this stuff was falling on him wow. and i'm like it can't all fall on you you know what i mean and so that was the reason i hung out was to, to help you out not you were, uh, out of some lifesaver making me some great person or anything like well that. you were <laughs> he he was literally besides my wife and my daughter jade uh, it was you and uh, uh, we couldn't have done it without and and for someone to step up and be willing to do that after such a long night after performing you perform that night with your comedy uh, for a good hour at least i mean that not people don't just always a lot of people don't do that having a big prime rib in my belly oh, made helped. me more tired than performing not <laughs> well, <let me laughs> like just, that was the that was the obstacle it, let me just say uh he did all this out of the kindness of his heart wow. he did all this in kind to just help yeah you mentioned some of what it takes to set up i practically spent the night there two nights before because we wanted part of this was to because it was a halloween event it was a halloween fundraiser for turning point it had many components and part of it was getting to explore the attic of this hundred year old mansion mm -hmm. and the attic is an unfinished fourth floor so it's huge mm -hmm. but it was a mess when i got there sure. because years and years stuff been put up there mm -hmm. so i spent the whole night myself with the ghosts Got to know the ghosts there right <laughs> and clean that whole thing up and tarp it and move stuff so it was safe for people to go up there and that yeah. you can even walk through it. Yeah. And it turned out all right. So so I'm glad, you know, that I really, if, if we're going to go the distance, then we got to pull out all the stops. And if it takes not sleeping, then that's what it's going to take. Yeah. And uh, this is a big place. So it's a huge venue. Yeah. So it's a lot to take on. So basically what we had was people could buy tickets. They were $180 a ticket. They'd get a formal sit-down dinner with prime rib, all-you-can-drink wine. We had magic, a magic castle magician. Uh, there's a beautiful ballroom there where we had everybody seated. That's awesome, yeah. Uh, served. Everybody's dressed all nice. Everyone's dressed yeah. nice. It's kind of like if you took the magic castle and the haunted mansion and put them together. Yeah. This would be what would come from that. Right. So, so let's talk about the yeah. business aspect of that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. How many tickets did you sell? We sold out. Uh, sold out. What is a basically sellout? a sellout was capacity that the mansion could handle, which was about 110 people. And it was a combined effort. Thanks to people talking to people they know, people getting the word out. Big Tom even had a bunch of friends, a whole table full of people that yeah. came through and other people that we work with, Bob Davis. I could name so many names of people that really stepped up to say, hey, come to this event it's for a great cause but even beyond that it's a it's going to be fun yeah it's going to be a fun fundraiser that you've never experienced before yeah and that's where you, the creativity side you don't have to go with the the mold it's fun to break the mold yeah of course and and go and try new things yeah and see but how if, they end up so if we're talking about the metrics of that yeah. right so you guys generated somewhere around eighteen thousand dollars yes gross yeah that's awesome we grossed more than that actually Oh, you did? did. Yeah. What did, what because did you people, Let's break it down for everybody listening. Yeah, sure. We're talking about minding the, our own businesses, and so let's see yeah, what it looks like, sure. you know, from a, a foundational standpoint, sure, right? Sure, sure. From a nonprofit organization that yeah. helps people. Yeah. It's still a business, even though it's a nonprofit. Yeah. Let me just back up just to say what, why nobody complained about getting their money's worth. Because $180 for a ticket can be, could sound like a lot. But when they got there, again, they got this beautiful dinner. They could choose from three different dinner items. 
They got wine, they got the magic show. Then we excuse everybody to explore the whole mansion. That's we awesome. gave everybody ghost hunting kits. That's cool. Custom made. Yeah. Sure, it's a full experience. Full experience. Yeah, we had a fortune teller, palm reader, tarot card. Yeah. The whole thing, and then late night comedy. And then the, the castle, the mansion was also staged a bit. So it was fun for people to explore the different floors and see a lot. It was interactive. Yeah. We even had a few actors in there. That's cool. Making it fun. It's interesting. When you can create a fundraising experience where you put the fun in fundraiser yeah. and they're going to this event and don't even remember what the cause was, yeah. you have a good event. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. or the cost. If they don't remember the cost because they got so much value. Right. I mean, that's what we're trying to do in any business, right? Is increase our value proposition so they forget about how much it costs because you made their experience over the top. You over-delivered where the cost, they felt like it was not enough, where they felt like they would have paid more. That's the customer and client experience that we want to give to every single person, whether if it's a for-profit or a non-profit company. Yeah, that's a good point. It leaves a good impression. It shows that you delivered, you gave them their money's worth, and retention. Yeah, absolutely. These are people that if we do it again next year, hopefully they'll all come back and we yeah. can make it a two-day event, Yeah, a two-night event. So all these things are good, and especially with a non-profit world. Mm -hmm. you, you know, these are people that either are, aren't just always new folks that have never, didn't know who you are right. or never been to anything you've ever done. These are folks that have maybe contributed to sure. your nonprofit, folks that you want them there to have a good time just to reward them for all their generosity. Yeah. You know, this is that opportunity you create for all those reasons. And there's, it's, it's important on so many levels and you just touched on, yeah. on that. So on that particular event, kind okay. of give us the breakdown. So let's, in let's this case, this kind of fundraiser really is nice when you can build in uh, your your fundraising and your some of the revenue that you end up netting mm -hmm. in the end into the ticket price. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. You set a ticket price, you try to sell it out. You know you're gonna you know what your costs are and anything over that you're now able to use for your cause, which is great. And that also helps with with these events you know not only are people going there for all the excitement and fun but they know they're helping and they're supporting mm. a cause with a mission yeah and it's really important that you equally promote both you know by coming here and by buying a ticket yeah. all the proceeds are going towards now, did you guys also have like an auction or something like that we did where it is is the ticket price and then in this case it was nice to have a silent auction it's not too intrusive sure it's not like you're there and making your guests feel like, oh, I got you now. Mm -hmm. It turns into like a money grab. Yeah. And, and you're just kind of pressuring them to give more after they just paid $180 a person. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want that feel. I wanted it to be very casual and very relaxed. And if people want to give more, here's ways you can. Yeah. So the silent auction was nice. The, the main room in this mansion had this beautiful oversized fireplace. And it's just gorgeous room. We put a great photo op prop in there of these zombies, like life-size zombies you can take photo with. <laughs> yeah. And then the tables surrounding it, we put all kinds of auction, silent auction items with clipboards, uh -huh. and people could leisurely come up yeah. and just bid. And then let it go all night. Yeah. So the bids can go higher, and then at the end of the night, tally everything up, contact the high bidders, yeah. work it out, and get them what, you know. And having good sponsors, oh, is that a big help too. Yeah. You want your sponsors, they'll contribute at different tier levels, you know, where they, they get something out of that too, where mm -hmm. you're promoting them as a sponsor to show that they're helping out and that they're a big part of this yeah, definitely. being possible. Lot, I'm sure a lot comes from that too. It does. So the so Port of Wainimi was a big sponsor. Port of Wainimi was event. a sponsor. Yeah. Ventura County Credit Union was a sponsor. That's great. Um, yeah. So those are some, some good examples. Yeah. Thanks for bringing yeah, that, that up. I love the Port of Wainimi. We, we worked extensively there when we had our trucking company. Oh, great. And so we worked with, uh, you know, CEO and CFO, and a lot of the people in, in the office side of things, not only the outside, but, but the interior. And, uh, they're, they're a great bunch of people over there and they're doing good work. That's for sure. That's, that's great. We even had a um, board member step up and sponsor it for her own private table. That's amazing. Uh, she bought it out and I think she donated like two grand. That's awesome. Just for that. And it. It's fun to name your tiers, like fun of course. little names. Yeah. Not just like gold level, spot, you know, silver. Right. You know, you get more creative with that. So Yeah, well, and that's smart, man, because like, you know, a lot of people do this kind of stuff and, and whether they're doing a sponsorship thing or they're, you know, on the for-profit side and they're naming their offers something, 
well, you are a platinum member level, whatever. But if you get fun with it, then people interact more, right? I like to think of like Silicon Valley tech startups. They always, they're not taking themselves too seriously and they always name their offers different things. You know? And so I think that it's cool that you, know, you did that for the charity event as well. Yeah, yeah. Sponsorships, I mean, those are almost like partnerships too. Absolutely. Because you want to acknowledge them, but they could also play a big part in getting the word out for you as well. They have their own social media platforms and they have their own ways of marketing. And if they can take some of your content and share that, well, now your exposure has gone even further and it helps them in the process saying, hey, look who we're supporting. Yeah. You know, it goes both ways. It's, it's cross promotion. Yeah. You know, it's cross pollinating. I always think that's the greatest thing ever when you can have a coming together like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's switch gears a little bit because uh, off camera we were talking about your life before Turning Point Foundation. Sure. And you worked in a very unique thing with a railroad and a rail yard. And I want everybody to hear the story of how you sold a hundred acres of trains and train <laughs> cars and all these different in, in less than 90 days. Yeah. On eBay, you sold full-blown locomotives, full trains yeah. on eBay. Yeah. Most let's bit, let's most, get into that. Most man. bittersweet thing I've ever had to do, uh, but it, it worked out in the end for all the right reasons. I'm sure it was bittersweet. So yeah. let's dive in. Like, how did you get started with that? Sure. And then tell me, uh, you know, run us through like sure, how you ended sure. up there and all that. Yeah, yeah. Let me back up really quick. One other thing I just want to give an example from the Turning Point Foundation side mm -hmm. is by doing these types of fundraisers and events and getting creative and being able to reach out to not only the people that you already have involved in your business, but trying to get new business and new people involved. It's being creative like that, it's these big events, but also in this case, we created our own festival too. We created the Mental Wellness Festival. Oh. And I said to myself, this is something we should have in this county. Yeah. There's such a need for it. It's homelessness is such a big thing right now. People's mental health is still a big thing. There's still a stigma out there, you know, and this can help address that yeah. by, by making it okay. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to talk to somebody. Absolutely. It's okay to get yeah. help if you need it. Mm -hmm. You're not some monster. You don't have to feel isolated. Yeah. People shouldn't make people feel isolated in that world. I so, agree. So, I, I don't know if I ever told you, but my wife is a, is a therapist. Oh, wow. She runs a private practice in Westlake, and she just opened an office recently in Ventura. And, uh, and so we're all about that. So She's somebody I'd love to have at our mental wellness festival. I, she would honest. love to be there. We'll, I'm not we'll going to speak out that. of turn for her. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, babe. I know you're listening. No problem. But I know that she would love to She'd be, be there for sure. She'd be more than welcome. Yeah, and she, of course, could bring a team of people, you know, into that environment for you guys to help out. Great. Yeah. So our good fortune was we, when I felt, you know, this is something that not only could we use in this county, but it'd be a great platform for Turning Point Foundation to be the organizer of. Of course. Part of that exposure and awareness. Yeah. Um, but also bring in everyone else in the community who wants to be a part of this. Uh, and we were lucky to partner with Ventura Harbor Village to do it there. Awesome. And right now we're, we're working on a date for next year. So okay. expect such expect a great event. Wasn't was that fun? Really, really well done. Come yeah. On, Unfortunately, I had to get up to Santa, Santa Barbara, that, so I wasn't able to you came hang by. very long. Yeah. yeah, but you came by. That was great. Yeah, it was a really good event. They did a really good job. We had a lot of fun. Well, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep me posted on that. Yeah. We'll, we'll be a part of it for sure. Sure. That event, just real quickly, there's a place in Ojai called Meditation Mount, okay. which is amazing. They're, they're like a whole mountain. And they do meditation, sound, bath, sound bathing, all kinds of great music, music therapy. Um, for the first time, they came down the mountain, and I offered them about a third of the grass lawn that we set up on it at the at Ventura Harbor Village, mm -hmm. a huge space where they can offer sessions all day long, and they offered them for free to people. That's great. So that was just one component of many. Then we had an art exhibit where clients, we call them clients when it's in mental health, of course. Uh, can, who wanted to create art, could submit the art and we made an exhibit where people could come and see the art and some of it had some very great messages mm -hmm. that were part of it that people could 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 understand and appreciate mm -hmm. and then we had a um, we had a plant exhibit uh, horticulture exhibit which was from our place growing works yeah which is that nursery I told you about uh -huh. that's client cultivated plants so we had all that out there and people could buy that's the really plants cool. yeah. native plants like yeah succulents and all kinds of crazy things so that, this is all just like, and then we had all these folks from the community, all these other organizations uh, and therapists and folks that uh, help with wellness and, and men, 
helping people who are dealing with mental yeah. mental health problems, issues or mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was so many great components and beautifully, we even had a bluegrass band with some right. uplifting music. <laughs> people were going nuts out there. Yeah, there was lots of dancing, I there remember was, that. There was, there was. We had a good old time. So it's great when you can see a first time thing like that. Yeah. Uh, be enough of a success that people want to do it again. Yeah. That's when you know, I think, you, uh, you made a difference and you're on to something that you could, uh, you could con continue. Yeah. Can I add one, one thing about the turning, turning point that I think is really important is that they deal with veterans. And it's a really important, the mental health discussion when it comes to veterans isn't, it's talked about, but I don't think people realize how bad it is. I, I, as you know, I had a VA appointment this morning. I'm in the VA system to get my mental health evaluation which I first attempted to schedule in September, wow. my evaluation. So if you're in crisis, your evaluation was set for January. That's ridiculous. They've changed my appointment four times, wow. and now it's going to be a video or a phone call in February. That's and that's, this is the, how, how bad do you need our services and what level do you need them? That's the barrier of entry. People like Turning Point who are filling in those gaps for the veterans. As we know the statistics, we lose a lot of veterans every day to the mental health. Yeah. You know, so that's why I find it really important. That's one of the reasons why I'm so dedicated to supporting Turning Point because yeah. it's really important. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're living through it. Yeah, I can see it. I can, you know, I can only imagine somebody who feels hopeless, has no support system, you know, being in that situation going, oh, so I've got to figure out how to keep it together until February. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Imagine that. It's crazy to me. It is. It's insane. And we, I've, I've heard this before, and I know that it's not like a new problem. The VA has been some uh, in shambles for decades. I, I actually really like the majority of the help I've got with the VA, but the mental health. That's what I mean. But yeah, from what the I understand. Mental health side of it. I, if I understand the barrier of entry for employment, they make it ridiculous without a lot of a payoff. So it's kind of hard yeah. to get good therapists yeah. to stick around. And it's also the, the demand is so great. Yeah. And I think that you probably, when you're dealing with veterans, you might be dealing with therapists don't have a choice. Sometimes they take their work home with them. And a lot of veterans see things that other people don't see. So as they're working through this stuff, the therapist is as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think it's also kind of a difficult job too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not more difficult. And I, I don't think one's necessarily, but I can imagine it's heavy, you know? Yeah, so. you're right. But that's why a turning point is so important yeah. to me because they do, they support the veterans. They have veterans' homes, and they, they're very pro-veteran. And, they, mm -hmm. and their entire board like, lives by that, and mm -hmm. I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's definitely... Thanks know. for pointing that out, and from your own you know, life experience and being able to share that yeah. aspect of it. We do, we do have referrals. You know, many of our folks are referred from the VA. Mm -hmm. uh, it basically, what our veteran program is in a little more detail is in Ventura, off the avenue. We have a house there. And again, I think it's like 12 to 14 beds, uh, kitchen, fully staffed, program manager. It's a place where vets can come together and talk and be amongst each other. It's transitional housing. So they can stay for a certain amount of time to get the help they need. And then we can go from there. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful program. And I've been over there many times now. We've had wonderful support with that program from all over. And I love just coming out, going over there and meeting some of these guys and listening to their stories and what they've done for our country. And it's so important we give back in that, in that sort of way. And there's a constant need, you're right. There really is. I mean, we practically have wait lists. I mean, as soon as there's a bed available, there's somebody next in line to get some help. And we're there for them. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible, man. Mm -hmm. You guys are doing... God's work over there. Well, thank you. That's for sure. Thank you. It's very rewarding just to see the difference it makes. Hey, everybody, really quick. I just wanted to let you know that we do this for free. We do this out of the goodness of our heart. And all that we ask of you is just to quickly leave a review if you wouldn't mind. It really helps the algorithm and it helps push this out to a lot more people every time you do that. And if you've already subscribed, that's awesome. Thank you so much. But definitely leave a review. It really, really helps us out. And I know for you guys, it only takes like less than 30 seconds. Okay, back to the show. And, then it, and it's a crazy coincidence because me and Josh became friends 
a long time ago yeah. when he was working at the Fillmore Western yeah. Railroad. Okay. I yeah. was at the radio station and I would bring him in. And I tell you, the Fillmore Western Railroad hit its heyday while Josh was planning their events. He brought back um, Railfest. Railfest, which had been, had, had, was successful, then went away. Honey Festival. The honey, he was bringing back these yeah. events, and all of a sudden it was like, there's stuff to do in Philadelphia. And ridership Santa Paula. on our trains. I mean, that yeah. was, we were hurting because of a lot of stuff that was going on where some people even thought the railroad was closed. Wow. This is a good segue back to the railroad. I just had to touch back to Turning Point for yeah, a few. For sure. But uh, yeah. So coming on there was uh, one of those, another one of those dream jobs. This is, this is one right now with Turning Point, but prior to that was another. i just so fortunate to get these opportunities and be amongst people yeah. like this. Um, all visionaries in their own way, which is beautiful. Um, but yeah, with Fillmore Western, I came in at a very pivotal time where the road was really hurting and we really had to, to grow it again and, and get people to want to ride the trains and know that the railroad, that Fillmore Western's still operating that it's still around. We won't plan to keep it around for as long as we can. Um, and I got to ride out literally the, the last seven years of Fillmore and Western. It was a 30-year 30 wow. year railroad yeah. operation. Dave and Teresa, husband and wife, put their heart and soul and had this vision to not only help all the movie production companies and create one of the most amazing collection of rolling stock mm -hmm. or trains mm -hmm. and train props mm -hmm. uh, but to then make it where people could ride the movie trains yeah. and go have fun and all these great train adventures from murder mystery dinners to the polar express to the north pole express to the pumpkin liner to the zombie hunter train <laughs> all these fascinating you know train adventures and they take people into these little towns that were railroad towns yeah that brought all kinds of great cultural interest uh, into Piru into Santa Paula, into, it attracted people to Fillmore, because that's where Fillmore and Western's depot was, mm -hmm. where we would depart from. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had this great that North part of the Pole county. facade that was like, what was that in like Piru, where you, the train goes up and Santa's standing there, and it's like the train went to the North Pole. Yeah, now. yeah like, we try to recreate Santa that. Santa jumps off of the North Pole and onto the train, and yes, there you go. Yes, yes. Yeah, a lot of just wonderful experience for, for families, mm -hmm. for people of all ages. We worked with nonprofits. We help support causes. We had the Spirit of Christmas train, which was a huge toy drive. We take this 100-year-old Baldwin steam engine, starting in Ventura at the fairgrounds, and work our way through all these neighborhoods back to Fillmore. This beautifully lit up steam train stopping wow. in your neighborhood with Santa on That's it. That's amazing. And people are donating unwrapped toys. Yeah. And we're putting them in our train car. Yeah. And they can photo op with Santa. And we're giving out coloring books and candy canes yeah. and attracting hundreds of people at each stop. Wow. And get even better, getting all these toys to help kids that are not as, you know, might be in a difficult position. Sure. You know, not as um, fortunate. Yeah, of course. So, it, uh, yeah, those experiences, you That's just amazing. can't. That's amazing. So, so take us to, uh, yeah. to the pandemic when things yeah. started to unravel for you guys. Yeah, that, that was a difficult time. That's pretty much towards, towards the last, the end of Fillmore and Western. It was all sort of coming to an end around then around it was 2020 right when that hit hard yep so 2019 was really our last blockbuster year and we were really going places we were growing our events were getting bigger and better every year rail fest the honey festival and anything else we could be involved in uh in those in that area it's called the heritage valley mm -hmm. out that way along the 126 highway mm -hmm. beautiful you know farm yeah, it's agriculture it's yeah. just gorgeous citrus groves yeah. avocado groves everything you could ever want to, to keep riding the train through, sure, you know. Um, so, so yeah, sadly, COVID played a part in that. It definitely shut us down for a little while. Um, and the, the owners were ready, kind of getting ready to retire. They spent so much of their life uh, dedicated to this. Um, and there was a 30-year lease, you know, that the railroad had okay. to ride on what was called the branch line. So that was coming to a close as well. So it was sort of all just that time Okay. Um, and then it led to uh, having to liquidate, yeah. which again was bittersweet. So wait, hold on a second. So yeah. they didn't want to like re-up their lease or renegotiate. Yeah, or it didn't. Like that? Yeah, it didn't pan out to be able to re to to okay. like renew the lease. And the owners were kind of ready to okay be like, okay, you know, we we gave it our thirty years. We did our yeah. They did everything you could imagine. Um, 
So, was yeah. It, was there, it profitable, this railroad? Because it, it only went through a small section, it, right? It went through 30 miles of track. And I, I can't imagine that they're doing a whole bunch of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like commercial type of stuff with it. They're doing mostly like, um, uh, what's the right word? Private, you know, like tours and yeah. train excursions. rides. And yeah, they're it was, excursions. That's a very good yeah. question. That way it's... Uh, a lot of the whole, the Fairmont Western got its start in, in, in being profitable by working with all the movie production companies. Okay. And they got to be known as the go-to for anything train related. Okay. So that in itself, being able to lease out rolling stock, mm -hmm. steam engines, parlor car, dining cars, passenger cars, caboose, you name it. They had the whole collection. Okay. And we're talking about Pullman era. Uh, from the 1930s up. Wow. So if you needed a certain car for a certain period of time for yeah. your shoot, then they had it. I got it. They had such an inventory. So the majority of their stuff. revenue was like a from lot the of the movie, movie business. Film, all yeah, that. Okay. and it's great. People would often film on location out in that part of okay. our county, or uh, um, it would be sent off to whatever set in whatever state yeah. to bring the trains to. Okay. So it was pretty fascinating how that all worked, and that was the pretty much the bread and butter. Okay. Uh, but then. The owners said, hey, let's take it further. Let's make it where we can have train adventures. And again, people could ride the movie trains and get to, to experience being on these cars, you know, of a forgotten era in a way, and be able to relive some of this yeah. and then make it fun by creating these various train adventures. Yeah. Um, and beyond the train adventures themselves, it was really helpful to those little towns because we'd stop there and let people get off, mm -hmm. go into those towns, Maybe eat there, go to a museum. Like in yeah. Santa Paula, there's all these great museums. Yeah. You know, explore, get back on the train. On the weekends, it would be like a whole, a whole uh, itinerary yeah. of places to go. So that that had it had, it's the love and the what what that railroad brought helped not just the railroad but the whole community yeah. thrived. And yeah. it was the big tourist attraction. It helped put Fillmore on the map, mm -hmm. really, and support all the surrounding towns. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's a revenue way. driver for the area, it, right? Just, it's it was. A, it's a tourist attraction if it, you really think exactly about it that what way. It, it, tourism entertainment, it got yeah. very heavy on that. Ridership, ticket yeah. sales, um, all of that. So combined, yes, it was profitable. It, it really was was nice. And the, the collection of trains and the, especially the props yeah. kept growing because as more productions came out there, we're talking movies, commercials, series, like you see on Netflix and other streaming services, everybody would come out uh, who needed that in their, in their shot. Uh, and um, it grew because sometimes when things were finished, these production companies either didn't want them anymore or had nowhere to put them. Yeah. So they ended up on the yard. So they just And there were two them. massive yards They just stuff. leave them with you guys. They then. did, right. Yeah. So we just, it just, you know, it was great. And it, like I said, it turned into two massive train yards, which you probably weren't far off with your guests as to the amount of land space that takes acres. up. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it was a sight to behold. And it was so awesome to walk amongst those. It felt like the train yards went almost the entire length of Fillmore. Because once yeah. you got to that one area, it, the train yards just kept going yeah. and going. It was like going. two city blocks, yeah. pretty much, in, the, in that one part of Fillmore, not far from, from the city hall you know, yeah. area. Um, yeah, it was exciting. But, but in the end, you know, it really came down to, well, you know, we're coming to a close. We need to find a way in a short amount of time to liquidate and really find a good home. Within three months, yeah. about three months, we had to do it. So it really was, um, there wasn't a lot of time to waste. Yeah, three months to sell 100 acres worth of train stuff to however many people actually want to buy train stuff. Right. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it's like, such a how big of a market is that? It's probably very, very small. It, it, yeah. There's you know, only so many folks that love trains enough to want to spend the money to buy them, yeah. especially on this level. Absolutely. You know, full scale. American gauge, yeah, you know, rolling. I mean, stock. and if we're talking about like you know selling one product versus another, Tom, you're huge into selling sports memorabilia. I mean, you showed me a bat earlier from Jose Canseco <laughs> that he personally signed that you have for sale, and all of this product that you have, that's a very large market. A lot of people love sports. Yeah, and it's really picked up uh, since COVID. It really picked up again, and the whole baseball card market that had had taken a big dive. It, it, picked back up propped it back up then huh? yeah so all these guys that threw away all their cards and stuff are regretting it yeah because some of them are worth something <laughs> wow, wow. now compare that 
to targeted who, market to people who want to buy full size trains. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It's like very zero very niche. Very niche. Compared to sports True. memorabilia. True. That's so where you 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 need to tap into those targeted markets, but you also want the most wide exposure you can possibly get. For those you may have, you know, that may, you know, may be interested in you, they're just not on your radar. Yeah. You know, just get it out to as many people as possible. Yeah, one to many. Do it the most cost-effective way where you're not having to put so much into advertising it and putting it out there that you're not going to make anything mm -hmm. in return. Yeah. So it was interesting because when I was talking with the owners, they said, you know, Josh, you know, we, we're not sure how we're going to do this or what we're going to do. Can you help us out? you know, with this final chapter. And there was no way I could say no to that. Sure. I have so much love and respect for all of them and all I got to be part of with them that I last thing I want to see is for them not to succeed in the end and retire happily yeah. and have a little something to, yeah. to for them and their kids and their family. So I said, absolutely. When do you need me? Can you come tomorrow? Yes, I'll be there. Yeah. So the first thing I did, I'll never forget, as I went in the office and I'm, sitting there with with uh, with Dave and TJ and their son and uh, and I and they're like well what's your plan I said well here's the first thing we're gonna do we're gonna create a Fillmore and Western eBay account and they looked at me like <laughs> I was nuts yeah I would too said, there are no trains on eBay <laughs> who sells trains on eBay I said that's the point you have so many unique things here yeah. you have these one-off props that are like no other from iconic movies yeah um, you have so much beautiful rolling stock here from all different parts in our history. From Like I said, the 1930s forward, all these types of train cars, uh, engines, diesel engines, steam engines. So much here that is just so special. Why not? I said, let me explain something, guys. It's not going to cost you anything until it sells sure. to, to do this. And it can't hurt. Yeah. You have nothing to lose by it. And you're going to only gain exposure eBay's international, mm -hmm. and you're not obviously we're not going to sell it internationally. We're going to keep it domestic, but it's a great platform for pe its visibility. Yeah, that's what it creates, and it's great because now you have a link. You can just use a link and send that link to your whole eBay store with everything on it. Yeah, it's so easily shared. Do you remember how many items you've sold? Well, this t you're asking the perfect questions. The first thing I asked them was. We have a lot here. Where, what's your, what's your first, what shall our first items be? Yeah. I go, I know what I'd like to put up first. Do you have anything in mind? No, Josh, what, what do you think? I said, well, you have these two prop steam engines, the Jupiter and the Constitution that were used in the movie Disney's Lone Ranger. It's the one Johnny Depp was in. Okay. They're sitting out there in the yard. They're pristine. They look like real steam engines, but okay. they're not. Okay. They're built on real train chassis, okay. but the rest are fabricated with like little machines that make the smoke come out. Okay. They're incredible. And I go, those are my two, what, my two most favorite prop yeah. items you have. I go, and they're so special. They, they're in good shape. I said, let's start with those. Okay. And keep in mind, they're used to leasing this out when needed to movie companies. So they're the... They're not always thinking about the true value of this or could even really estimate. So they threw out a number to me. They go, well, you know, we'd take maybe, you know, 60,000 each, maybe 60, 70. I said, no, no, no. Now, at that point, did you have any idea of value? No. Okay. No, I just know that these were so special. I'm sure. Why not try, start high? And, and honestly, things like this don't come around often. They're one of a kind. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the fact they're in movies like this yeah. and they're this on this scale yeah. and they're this well made mm -hmm. and there's everything about them, there, there's value there to me that went well beyond. Yeah. It's a collector's item. Yeah, you have the pedigree of being in the film industry as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all authentic. Mm -hmm. It's the real deal. So I said, you know what, guys? Let's put them for 125000 each. But let's double what you just said. Okay. And... See what happens. And they looked at me in full skeptism, like, ah, oh, you're, you, I'm crazy. Yeah. And yeah, maybe I am. Uh -huh. But hey, why not try? There's, there may, there's always someone sometimes, you never know who really could use it and do something with it sure. and make it, give it a good home. You never know. That's what I told me, you never know. I'm on the edge of my seat. So, <laughs> we, 
I said, let's do it. I go out there. I took some video, took some photos, gave some description of what this is, what it's all about. And our first two items on eBay were the Jupiter and the Constitution from Disney's Lone Ranger at 125000 each. And as much as I got laughed at and told me they'd never sell and was dealing with the skepticism in a loving way, mm-hmm. in a silly way, we were, they, were, they were giving me a hard time, which was great. I love that. Um, put them up there. Well, this was just before Thanksgiving, and one week had passed, and all of a sudden, there's a buy it now. On one of the trains <laughs> for $125,000. What? And that's what I said. And <laughs> then it's a joke. Somebody hit the button on accident. Right. I'm like, is this for real? Yeah. And then we had delisted the other one because um, it was already, at that point, there was some negotiating going on with a movie set area that could use it. Okay. So, funny thing, right when I delisted the other one, the people who did the buy it now said, "What happened to the other one? We wanted that one too oh for 125. That's 250,000. Okay, two items." And uh, and I told the owners, "Hey, they want the other one." Oh well, sorry, you know we we've now made this commitment with for a, a different move with the movie company or somebody. Okay. So I said, "Okay, well you got one." So they sold one for 125. So we sold it. They wired it over, and it went. What to, did they sell the other one for? It went to a museum. Okay. Basically, the other one they made a deal with. Um, I think they worked something out with Melody Ranch in Santa Clarita, okay. where it can then be used in the future for people who may need it okay. for movies. Got it. So it's a great. It went that went to a good home as well. Do you know what that one sold for or no? Uh, no, oh. that I don't. Gotcha. I don't. I wasn't involved with that agreement. That was between the owners and the people gotcha. that okay. run Melody. All right. I'm sure they. There's so something so there. now that's the first. But they both put both of them literally potentially would have sold. It's yeah. just. One was already now committed somewhere else. Yeah, got it. But so, I'm just saying it was... So you got two sold. Mm-hmm. How many other items did you sell? Well, after though that happened, I just remember talking to, uh, to them before Thanksgiving, and we were all pretty excited when the wire transfer came through. And said, so, well, there's something to give thanks for, for sure. a start. Yeah. And that's when they looked at me and said, hey, Josh... Go crazy. Okay. Here's the keys to all the 40-foot containers. Here's the keys to the gates to the yards. Go for it, man. Go out there. Take pictures of everything you can. Get it all. I was, I was putting everything I could on eBay. Yeah. You know, full descriptions. It's good. That's so important with eBay. You know, you want accurate, full descriptions, good photos. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, I think eBay even does video now. So it's like the better you can make those and the, the, the more descriptive you can be. Of course, in our case, it was pickup only or you'll have to arrange shipping which we used ost for okay. you're familiar with them yeah um and and all in all it worked out i mean literally uh stuff went to private collectors stuff went to other railroads stuff went to museums all over the u.s so it all found good homes in its own way we're very thankful for that it was so hard to watch it go though mm. in the process I'm sure but beyond that it's um ebay was good for a start and then word got out okay you know, this is a short window. Fillmore Western's liquidating all this unique stuff. Word got out. Um, I, I even used, like, Craigslist, just putting a few things out yeah. there. Just some of the simple That's got, local stuff. That, what a random stuff. ad on Craigslist. You know, like, because every right. time, every once in a while, I'll scroll through Craigslist. I'll look at, like, you know, motorcycles, boats, cars, you know. Trains. Real estate, right? And if I came across this where it was like, hey, there's an entire train yard being liquidated, like, I'd have to go look. I'd have to go. Yes. Right. Yes. Just, yes. Just we, to check it out. We had folks. Right. Yeah. And, and word spreads fast when it comes to unique opportunities. Of course. Like that. Yeah. It really did. Uh, and what was really fun is I get folks like you, like you, who, you know, like what you're saying, who like just want to see it. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, I probably would have bought stuff. That's happened. You know, like. So I would tour people yeah. through the yards. And I loved it with a checklist, yeah. with a checkboard. And I, I previously walked through it with with the owners and said, hey, let's start figuring out prices on all these things because if people ask, I want to be ready yeah. and tell them, give them what we could. And, and a lot of it, we could give really you know, fair prices. We just needed it gone. But some of the big stuff, like the hand car from Oh Brother or Art Thou, yeah. or the engine that was used in Inception, yeah. or the, the so how many much, other. How much did that go for? Which one? The one that was in Inception. Inception, I think that one went for either 15 or 20,000. Yeah. What was interesting is that scene, as I was showing you earlier, 
where the train car is going down the middle of the street. Yeah. And you wonder how did they do that? Yeah. That was a truck. It yeah. was a giant truck, a box truck. It was a truck bed. Yeah, and, and they, they just built... stripped the truck off of it and they just used the yep. frame and the cab. You showed me the video. The cab was inside. Like, it's a, just a truck with a train shell built around yeah. it. It was the coolest thing I've Absolutely. seen. Absolutely. The whole exterior was fabricated. Yeah. A lot of that was just wood. So somebody... It looked like metal. Somebody picked that thing up for 15000 Yeah, $15, and it went to a museum. It went to it a museum. That, that, oh. is a, that deals with transportation yeah. museum. That part of their museum deals with, like, movie-related yeah. stuff that deals with, with different types of vehicles yeah. and trains. So, so it was really neat. So yeah. do you know how many items you sold? Gosh, oh man, no. There you was, don't know, okay. Then, then it, between the online sales and all the people that would come through the yards that would buy from Thousands. A uh, hundred, at least many hundreds of, it could have been, I don't, okay. some people would take a whole container of wow. stuff. Wow. And then they, they'd get one of those special trucks that take a 40-foot container yeah. and put everything in there. And take it on out. And, yeah. they're, and they're off with it. Yeah. So, I mean, the, it, you know, some of it was bulk price, just take all this. Yeah. and the, you know, uh, Some of it was individual stuff. It was a whole mix. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, Josh, it's, it's, been, it's been awesome having you here. And I'm, all these cool stories that you've told us about the railroad and, of course, uh, Turning Point Foundation, you know, we want to help Turning Point however we can, of course, with this podcast, getting the word out there. So tell us where they can find more information about Turning Point. Absolutely. Uh, our website has everything you could ever want to know. What's the it's web address? It's also where you can donate. It's turningpointfoundation.org. .org. Yeah. Got it. Okay, uh, cool. Find us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. Okay. We're on Instagram. Cool. Uh, I would say just look us up by our name on yep. there like us follow us sure we appreciate it there's lots of great events that are coming up next year and it'll be a lot of fun for people including the mental wellness festival we talked about um and all that information's on your website right it'll be on the website and cool. follow our social media yeah we'll put I mean, that in big. the show notes everybody thank can you. check it out there yeah awesome thank you josh yeah. and thank you tom for co-hosting the show today hey everybody really quick i just wanted to let you know that we do this for free we do this out of the goodness of our heart. And all that we ask of you is just to quickly leave a review if you wouldn't mind. It really helps the algorithm and it helps push this out to a lot more people every time you do that. And if you've already subscribed, that's awesome. Thank you so much. But definitely leave a review. It really, really helps us out. And I know for you guys, it only takes like less than 30 seconds. Okay, back to the show.